0: here. And uh, it's a beautiful day. It's a sunny day. It's a good day to um, be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So good to see you all. Let's all stand up for an opening word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with thankful hearts, Lord Jesus. God, thank you for who you are, Lord. Jesus, we're gathered here to remember what you've done, Lord, and to to celebrate Jesus. Lord, to praise you and to hear from you, to glorify and magnify you, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for each one that's here. Um, Lord, I just pray that as we're gathered here, that our eyes and ears would be open to you to hear your voice. Um, Lord Jesus, thank you for the marvelous privilege that we have to um, just be in your presence, God. And to sing songs of praise to you, Lord Jesus, God. Your word says that you hem us in behind and before. You know all our ways, Lord Jesus. You're intimately acquainted with each one of us. And God just draws to you this morning. And hear our cry, Lord. I pray that you would bring healing to hearts that are broken, Lord, and that you would um, that you would just fill this place with your presence, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Father, for the fellowship of the saints. Thank you for just the, the bread of life that you are, Lord. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Lord, we praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 39 says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. You're intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before, there is a word in my tongue. Behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me in behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Uh, It's really amazing to, really encouraging to think how God knows our thoughts from afar. I mean, just imagine that. I I think he knows, I believe he knows every possible outcome of every possible situation ever to be. Like, he knows it all. The end from the beginning. And um, I love this next song, All My Ways Are Known to You. You can be seated, and uh, if anyone has anything to share, feel free to speak it out.
1: After this Sunday, we won't be here for a while, and uh, my wife reminded this morning should ask the church to pray for us, so let you know we're going to miss you. A
2: time, but Lord willing, we'll be back next month. Join up again,
3: so.
0: Brother uh, John Schroeder, would you lead out in prayer for um, Grandma and Grandpa Ash? Are you guys
4: going to be gone for a whole month? Yeah. Lord, I just bring uh, John and Sarah to you, Lord, and I just pray that uh, you will
3: be
0: with them in their travels so and in uh, time and for the Lord bless them and that you will just be with them and while they are there Lord that you would reveal yourself to them in new
3: ways that they have never seen you before. I just pray that uh, you will just watch uh, <coughs> over their every move Lord and that you will uh, just glorify your name through them and that time in and that they come back to us, Lord I just pray that you will keep them safe in their travels and I just pray that you will shine
5: Thank you, Father, for bringing John and Maggie and their whole family again uh, back to church after such a long season of sickness. And we prayed for them so much and so many others who were sick. And I just thank you, God, for answering our prayers. Thank you for healing them. God, I know that you are the only healer and the only one who gives such good gifts. And I pray, God, that we would remember that in our weakness, you are strong strong. But God, I thank you so much for um, strengthening each one of us and bringing us together again after such a long time. You're such a good, good Father. And we just praise you this morning in Jesus' name.
6: On Friday night, we were studying James chapter 1. and. As we were studying it, always, I always gain something more than what I ever planned to present with the youth or what I'm thinking about as, as we go to study it. And I'm always the one that I think walks away with more from it than what they do. Well, I don't know, half of them are sleeping, I think, sometimes by the end of it. But um, I just, it was saying how we are to find joy in the trying of our faith. And I had to think over what had just happened on on Friday itself. I had been pulling out of the woods with my truck, and there's a really bad corner and I haven't liked it at all, and we've been getting lots of snow up in Conifer, and and I had told the logger that that corner was being a problem, and I was I wanted him to try to work, and he just didn't really seem to care. As long as I'm making it, he's not worried about it. You know, when I fail, then he'll worry about it, but, and I was just, I pulled out of there, and sure enough, it was a problem, and I slid down into the ditch, and there I sat, and I was in a hurry. We had youth night that night, and I was just, I was in a hurry, and. And so I called him and they came out with the machine. They start pulling they weren't paying any attention to me and the operator. And so things were pulling two different directions. I'm trying to go one way and he's trying to go the other and things just weren't going right. And I just started getting very, very upset with with the guys there that weren't doing things right. And of course, I've never met a neighbor on that road, but of course it's a driveway that multiple houses use. And of course, the second I fall in the ditch a neighbor's waiting to get out of his driveway, and I'm blocking everything. And so I'm just, I was pretty frazzled out. But, And I got pretty upset with the one young man. I just yelled at him to pay attention, and finally I got out of there and I just drove off, and I immediately felt guilty. So I had to text him and apologize, and I didn't hear anything back, which didn't make me feel any better. I kept looking at my phone, like, for hours, just like, seriously, this guy is not getting back to me. And he still hadn't gotten back to me yesterday. So yesterday afternoon I called him and I was like, I just want to make sure we're okay. And he, oh man, yeah, I mean, there was nothing. I mean, everything, oh yeah, you're forgiven, everything. That was really sweet of you to send me a text message. And I was like, oh, well, why not say something back? (laughs) Make me feel better. Uh, But what I had to think about is James chapter one and how it says in the trying of our faith, we are to find joy. If I had taken that first part of that, If I had, and it talks about how we ask wisdom of God and he will give, he will give, he wants to give us wisdom. If in my trial I had first off found it joyful, laughed as I fell into the ditch, but if I had asked God wisdom in that, what is for me in this? I'm not disappointed. I know this is God's will, it's God that is in control of my life. If I had found joy in that, in saying, God, just teach me something through this. I want to learn something more of you through this situation. Then, my focus would have been off of me. It would have been off of my situation. It would have been to God and looking to Him saying, what do you have for me in this? It would have changed the whole situation. For one thing, I would have never got mad at poor Merrick because I wouldn't really care. It's God's teaching me or training me something through this. So, I just really have to look at that. I never looked at James quite in that way, but... First off, I have to ask for wisdom so that my, when I when I have a trial, to look to wisdom and ask God for his wisdom through it, so that way I can go through it in the way he wants me to, instead of the way that my flesh will end up going through it. <clears throat>
4: For my life is wholly bound to Him. Oh, how strange and divine! I can sing, all is mine, yet not I. The Savior, He will stay. I labor on in weakness and rejoicing. For by my need, His power is to slay. To this I hold, my shepherd will defend. The future sure, the price that has been paid, for Jesus fled and suffered for my part.
0: After this next song, I'm going to have uh, Judd, if I can pick on you a little bit. Why don't you uh, pull up Isaiah chapter 53 and verses 4 and 5. Um, after this next song, just go ahead and, and uh, read that out loud. Would you do that? All right. i All right, let's all stand and sing one more song.
5: We've been singing this song a lot lately, but I feel like I never could get done singing it, and I think it's one of the songs that we'll be singing in heaven for, I don't know, maybe years. There's no time in eternity, but I just i feel like I could just sing it again and again and again. I love the chorus. Um, for endless days we will sing your praise. Uh, Let's just praise the Lord this morning together with heaven.
4: I cast my mind to Calvary.
6: Okay. Well, you wouldn't know what to do without that guitar, but one of these days I'm going to teach you that that is still upside down. (laughs) Ah, there we go. Oops, sorry, Jason. Man. Well, we know they're young when they show up with a bottle up front. So what do you guys want to sing this morning? You got your capo on the right on the right fret there, Caden? Turns it off, okay. Don't worry about it, Sherry. I think he'll survive. And you will too, whether you believe it or not. All right. What do you guys want to sing this morning? Jesus
4: loves me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible
6: How about we keep your tongue from evil? You guys know that one. You know what to keep your tongue from evil is?
3: Yeah,
6: I Might need help with this one.
4: Keep your keep your tongue.
6: Not the first verse. Let go of your tongues.
4: keep your keep your from evil keep your tongue keep your tongue from evil keep your tongue and your lips from speaking lies keep your tongue from evil keep your tongue keep that tongue from evil.
6: It bouncing. <clears throat> all right. It's another one. Didn't we just sing that last Sunday? Yeah, find one we didn't sing last Sunday. Didn't we do that one last Sunday? Yeah, we did. Did that last Sunday too? What's another one? We didn't sing them all last Sunday. No, yeah, we haven't done that one for a while.
4: D. It's a great day to praise the Lord. It's a great day to praise.
6: Church needs to stand up because they haven't been doing nothing. They're just they're falling asleep, didn't you notice? Yeah. Okay, church stand up. So you gotta go back and forth in your benches. You don't have to go forward and backwards because you can't get very far. Yeah, you have to get away from
4: the post. It's a great day to love the Lord. It's a great day to love.
6: as close as we'll get to square dancing in this church, but (coughs) you can sit down. Um. What? You didn't hear who sing? You couldn't hear your guitar. We're going to have to figure out how to plug you in. It's probably better off if we don't hear quite the music that's coming out of that while we're trying to do kids' songs. Did you ever try to sing Jesus Loves Me? To what's coming out of that? No. Leaning on the Lord's side. Leaning on the Lord's side? Okay. Tell me whose side are you leaning on? Tell me whose side are you leaning on?
4: Eileen, 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 I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Eileen, 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 I'm leaning on the Lord's side. Tell me whose side are you singing on? Tell me whose side are you singing on? I Side. Are you praying on? Praying on the I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. I'm praying on the Lord's side. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray I'm praying on the Lord's
6: side. Okay, one more. Um, Cast your burdens. Oh yeah. up, I. We need somebody to come up and do Cast Your Burdens. What are you guys voting for? Who? Derek. Okay, hold up. Okay. Oh, we got to have a consensus here. Lucas was up here. Lucas was just up here. It wasn't Michael. Okay, I'll tell you what. The girls can pick one person, and the boys can pick another person. So who, who, you better work it out with them, too. You might want to make sure they're on your side with this. Who are you guys thinking here, boys? You guys are after. Lu, you girls want Lucas? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, a real chick magnet here. <laughs> oh. Okay, Lucas. Yep. Okay, boys, who are you getting up here? Huh? You guys are after Derek? Well. I hate to admit it to you, Derek, but the girls didn't choose you. <laughs> it's, it, you're just runner-up here on this one. So, cast your burdens. How low you think these guys can go? You might get that pink shirt dirty if he gets too low. Okay.
4: your burdens unto Jesus for he cares for
6: parents. No, not not, not you all, not you all. Yeah, just the older boys. All right, you all get to sit here yet. I think Steve has a
1: lesson for you. Gee, I don't know who had more fun. fun. The kids or the little kids. (laughs) Okay, last time I was up here... We were talking about Jesus blessing the children. And I'm going to read uh, the time that Jesus did. It's from Luke 18, and verse 15 through 17. And they brought unto him also infants, that he would touch them. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked him. But Jesus called them unto him, and said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid did not. For such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall no wise enter therein. So we know Jesus blesses children, but can children bless Jesus? Yes. How do they bless Jesus? Praying. Jesus,
7: God's son. God's
1: son. Uh, yeah, Jesus is Lord's son. Anyway, but there, there's a story in the Bible. It talks about a little boy, a lad. And he, he brought his lunch. See, Jesus was going to be speaking to a lot of people. More people than is in here. It was about 5,000 men, but also women and children. But this boy had a lunch Five loaves of bread And two fishes Now how can you feed Five loaves of bread And two fishes For 5,000 people plus I don't even think we can get Five loaves and two fishes For everybody here How? Yeah Jesus He multiplied He supplied and sometimes things that think impossible, Jesus can make possible. Now, imagine, you take your lunch to school, okay? You have two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You have Fritos, two, two uh, bags, and one apple. But other children didn't bring them. Let's say 30 children didn't bring them. Now, do you think two sandwiches is going to feed 30 children? no, no. so there had to be a miracle and see God did a miracle he fed 5,000 plus women plus children and the 12 disciples. Now has Jesus done a miracle in your life? Praise the Lord. He does do miracles. He even heals. He even heals children when they're sick. And there's some stories in the Bible that talks about when God, Jesus, healed children. And one of these days, we'll get to that one. So Jesus does all kinds of things, and he loves children, and even the big children out here. Let's pray. Father, thank you for caring for us. Lord, I ask you to bless these children, Lord, keep them healthy, and Lord, increase th- them, Lord, provide for them, and show them your miracles, in Jesus' name, amen. You Go back to your seats now.
2: see you all here this morning. A special welcome to uh, all of our visitors. Um, John and Maggie, it almost feels like you're visitors but it's good to have your whole family here again as was mentioned already. Um, let's welcome back John and Maggie and their family. If Jesse and Laura were in here, I'd uh, welcome them and try to embarrass them too, but uh, uh, they were probably wise in uh, walking out when I walked up. <laughs> and for those of you watching online, welcome as well. We're glad that you're able to join us in this way. Good to, good to have everybody here. We got uh, we got some other announcements going on here, I think. That's all good. <laughs> um, as was mentioned uh, Papa mentioned it that uh, they're going to be in Florida for the month of February and uh, Carrie's are uh, deciding to go to warmer weather as well for that month and Jason's going to be traveling a bit so for the next month we'll have a a few less uh, people here but uh, we'll still gather together and, and maybe the The singing might not be as uh, uh, hmm. What for descriptive words could I? Gary doesn't want descriptive words. Um, But we're going to miss you guys. But we hope you have a good time in in Florida, and we'll be glad for you uh, coming back as well. So don't don't make Florida seem too much like home. (laughs) So this morning uh, is our uh, we have a communion service this morning, which we do four times a year here, and also along with that, then we, we do not have our normal Sunday lunch served here. We use that time to uh, have some time with your family or with friends or whatever uh, the Lord leads you to do, but we will be having our communion service, and uh, Phil will be working that in at the, at the end of the sermon. Uh, for announcements Um, This Friday evening, I believe, John, we have our uh, game night here, hosted by the Healthy Schroeder family. uh, So, we're looking forward to that 6.30 Friday evening, and anybody and everybody is welcome. Where's my son disappearing, too? Um, Any other announcements? Anything I'm missing? Apparently not. All right, let's... uh, I have a word of prayer before uh, we turn the time over to Brother Phil. Thank you, Father, for this time that you have given us here this morning. We can come together to worship you, to praise you, to hear from you. And I pray especially this morning as we commemorate the, the life, the death, the resurrection of your son, Jesus, I pray that you would bring that into a a fresh realization in our lives that we would be increasingly thankful for the plan of salvation that you have given us through that. So I pray that you would speak to us through our time this morning. May we be strengthened and encouraged by being here today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
8: Before we uh, open our Bibles, I wanted to, uh, I asked Noah Chilton if he would be willing to come and share a bit with us uh, what the Lord has seemingly is leading him in his plans. Um, So, I don't know, can you come up? Can you have a mic, by the way? Which mic, Ty?
3: Okay, good. Go ahead, Noah.
8: Uh, this
1: next six months uh, I feel like the Lord's pointing me to go towards uh, Tennessee, so that's where I'll be for a while. I feel like uh, he's calling me down there to work for a while, so I feel like that's, that's going to be good for me.
8: So, um, for some of you as a reference point, uh, Brother Earl Baldwin was here at our youth retreat and was one of our speakers and teachers there. That's where he's going, to that church fellowship. They're like a sister church fellowship with us, and he's planning on working with one of the brothers there, so um, I'm excited for him, even though I'm going to miss him like crazy, I think we are, all are, and I asked him if we would just be, if he would uh, be okay, if we would just pray over him, so anyone who wants to come forward and just take this moment to pray over Noah, and uh, bless him as he goes, I think it's going to be uh, a time where the Lord can just... Be not only his shield but also be his guide and uh his supplier so we'll just take a moment and pray anyone who wants to lead out we will just pass the mic out around gary
6: father in heaven i just come before you and thank you so much for my brother lord and the commitment that he has made to lift you up in his life allow you to be the lord and the savior of his life lord and i thank you for the work that you have done him in him over this last year and just pray for him as he goes Lord um, I just pray that he would grow in you and as he moves to a new place makes a lot of new friends and, and different people Lord I just pray that he would look to you above all else and that this would be a time of just finding you to be the greatest thing in his life above everything and Lord that you um, would just fulfill the desires of his heart Lord and be in that towards you and growing in you just comfort him when he's there. Lord, I just pray you'd be with us all here as we miss him. And But Lord, I just pray that you would continue to knit our hearts together in you above everything else. In Jesus' name. Dear God, I just pray for Noah right now and just pray you'd be with him as he's going to Tennessee and pray that you just be with him, keep him safe as he's down there and help him come back safely and help him grow in you and Thank you for giving me such a good friend.
7: Thank you, Lord, for Noah and his uh, love for you. And, Father, I just pray that you would protect him, watch over him as he travels. Lord, we know that he is traveling a long distance. And I just pray that you would encourage his heart. In his soul, and that he would be able to listen to the word of God, and that he would be strengthened, and when he arrives, Lord, that he would have so much to share with the sweet people and brothers and sisters that you bring into his life there, yes. that he could shine Jesus to everyone that he needs, and that he could share the gospel, Lord, with people that do not know you. Father, I just pray that you would equip him with your spirit and strength, and that he would read your word every day, Lord, for life, for his soul. And, Father, we thank you for Noah, and we pray that you would just protect him, watch over him.
2: Father, I thank you this morning for Noah. I just pray you bless him, Lord. And, Lord, as he uh, goes to Tennessee, I just pray that I know you will go before him. And Lord, I just pray that you'd uh, give him discernment, and Lord, just open his eyes, and Lord, what you have for him. We don't know our future, but no, we can trust in you that you have us in your hand. Lord, I just pray that for him. I just pray I've had a protection over him. And Lord, as he makes new friends and uh, new and different life, I just pray that Powers of darkness be defeated in Amen. any way, Lord. Yes. Just be, just be near to Him and just help Him to feel Him close to you. Lord, I'm just thank you for your love.
8: Amen, Lord. Together, we thank you for our dear brother. How you saved his soul, Lord Jesus. How we, you gave us the, the privilege and honor, Lord, of being a part of that experience, Father, as He walked with you and as He. Walked in obedience and baptism with you, Lord Jesus, and so it feels, Lord, like like a part of our family is going to Tennessee, and indeed it is. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that as was prayed, you would be the shepherd of his soul and and surround him with the church family there that he could feel and experience and fellowship with the saints in the same way he did here, and even experience a, a, a broader growth and ministry of the body of Christ in his life. Make him rich spiritually through this time. In Jesus' name, amen. I really believe, brothers and sisters, that when the Lord leads us in different ways in our lives, whether it's to a different church family or to... A different state, this is how we should bless each other. The body of Christ is not here only. And the sooner we get recognize that and understand that, the richer we become. We become wealthy in heaven. Um I sounded like it was behind me. <laughs> I thought it was my phone. Anyway, so we're, we're excited for you, Noah. I just want to bless you. Um, so this morning is our time of uh, breaking bread together, sharing in fellowship, or focusing around the Lord's death and His resurrection, His life today. And as I was pondering that in my own life, the Lord led me to a word in Titus and I don't know if the Lord ever does this to you, but you can turn your Bibles with me to Titus chapter 3, um, i you to begin in, in chapter 2, verse 11, and into chapter 3. Sometimes the Lord takes a book, especially like the book of Titus. Uh, as a young man, I need this book. This book was written to a young pastor who had responsibilities to appoint other men as elders in the churches in Crete, and... Um, And sometimes the Lord just takes a book like this, and it's like he puts me into into the tank. Have you ever been submersed into a tank? Those of us who have been baptized that way, we know that feeling, right? I'll never forget when Lukey was baptized. He goes, all right, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Down he goes. And and indeed, sometimes it feels like a, a goodbye, old self. And down we go. And we rise up renewed. I love that word that Apostle Paul says. Though my outward man is decaying, we're all shedding skin every night. Did you know that? Your body sheds skin every night. You're decaying every night. Though our outward man is decaying, even you 20-year-olds who think you're still somehow not decaying, you are. Yet, our inward man is different. He's not decaying. What is he, what's happening inside? Though I'm maybe feeling sick and I'm feeling my nose is running and I'm developing a cough or my hair going gray or my skin is getting a little wrinkly or my muscles are sore whatever your decaying feels like this is really important or your inner man will decay with your old man your elder man don't let that happen there's only one way it doesn't happen if the Holy Spirit renews my inner man, day after day. You know what a renewal is? It means a remodel. How do you renew a house? We call it remodeling. How do you effectively remodel a house? You just go in there and put new paint on everything? No, we don't. What if it has asbestos in the sheetrock? What if it has old electricity, wires, copper wires running through the house and the copper pipes of plumbing are leaking? Sometimes, as Katie and I found out when we bought our house down here uh, a little over a year ago, we had to tear out the sheetrock. We had to get rid of a lot of stuff that was there first. I'll never forget that first day. Brother Anthony, I still bless you for that. Put together a whole team of you guys came together and for a whole day... We had a dumpster full of tear-out at the end of the day. Big roll-off dumpster full. We tore out the carpet. We tore out the bathroom. And Carrie was puking. Well, almost, right? We had to get rid of all that old junk first. And it took some time, months, to begin to put the new on. Is your inner man remodeled daily by the Holy Spirit? Through his living word. That's what he did in the book of Titus with me this week. This book was a remodeling. Verse 11 of chapter 2. For the grace of God has appeared. Have you seen God's grace in your life? Oh, yeah. Yep. Every day. I love it. If you get up before the sun gets up like some of us do. All of a sudden, something happens in the horizon. Did you know you can see that? The daylight starts coming. The darkness starts going away. And all of a sudden, it's like a blink. And it's brighter. And shortly after that blink, if you see the horizon and you can see it, you'll see a ball come up over the earth. Bright ball. Shining. I love the words of Isaiah. Isaiah. The day star. You know what star shines through the day? The only star that shines. The sun. To rule by day. God said in Genesis. I've created the sun to rule by day. And Isaiah says the day star arises. Where? On the horizon? No. Where does it arise? In our hearts. The day star. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. What does the day star do in your heart when it rises? The first thing it does is it brings light. All of a sudden, you can see things you couldn't see before. And if you had any little man-made light in your life, it was like a little flashlight. A tiny little one. Like, you know, trying to find your way and driving down the road with a little flashlight like this. Do you think that would be a, a healthy experience? How many of you feel comfortable doing that? I remember years ago I was in Honduras and we were driving down the road and it was dark and all of a sudden Brother David Yoder, who's now with the Lord he slammed on the brakes and swerved over and he was like and we were like, what's going on? And he's like, I almost hit this guy. And there was a big truck no lights and in Honduras, out in the countryside, they don't have streetlights. It is dark when it's dark. It's very dark. And we almost hid the guy. And as we came up around him, the driver was driving his truck, and he had a little flashlight out the window like this. <laughs> Just rolling down the road with a little flashlight. You want to volunteer for that experience? Unfortunately, that's how a lot of Christians live their Christian life. Do you? Is this just a flashlight to your life? Just, just enough, you know. So at least you can see a little something. Or does the day star arise in your heart and God shows you His will for your life, His purpose? That he has in his heart for you today. What he wants you to do. How he wants you to be. Oh, this is revolutionary. The grace of God has appeared. And it brings salvation. Not only to my life. To everybody around me. To all men. Transforms your atmosphere. Instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. Have you been instructed with that? As the Holy Spirit told you today, as the day star rises up, he shows you what to deny in your life. It just means to say no. Just simply say no. Those desires that may spring up in your heart out of nowhere. How many of you guys have ever been driving down the road and you weren't hungry at all? You had no desire to eat. And all of a sudden, you buy, you pass a McDonald's or some kind of restaurant and, and you see a sign or you see a billboard, all this wonderful food, maybe it's Dairy Queen, and all of a sudden you're really hungry for ice cream. I mean, you got it. You, the desire just springs up out of nowhere. I need some ice cream, man. It's 90 degrees. I didn't even know I needed it. But now I need it because I've seen it on the sign. Or you're watching TV and all of a sudden, why do they run all those food commercials at night, 10 o'clock at night when you want to watch the evening news and they're just food commercial, food commercial, food commercial. And all of a sudden you're thinking, I need a burger and fries right now. I'm hungry. They're smart. Right? They know how to sell their food. Yep really nice good movie about a dad, no, an old man who was teaching the word of God to these young teenagers who had lost their parents who were lost in the world and right in the middle of this wonderful movie come these food commercials and after a while Luke's just like I need ice cream no, it was actually itself
3: so.
8: okay it was there either way ever say no to that? Do you? The grace of God, the day star in your heart, will instruct us to say no at times. Tells us when to say no to worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Looking for the blessed hope And the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus. Who gave himself for us. That he might redeem us from every lawless deed. That means he he renews us. He remodels my life. From all those deeds which I have done that were unlawful in heaven. And unlawful for God's children to do. And purify for himself a people for his own possession. That's his purpose for you today. The day star rises and he instructs what he wants to do with you today. You're mine, the Lord says. Good morning, you're mine. I want to live my life out in you, like we sang. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain, Paul said. A people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. And then he says to Titus, these things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Is that how you live out that life in the world as you share this good news with others? Do it with that authority. Verse 3 of chapter 3. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts, not only pop-up appetites, but if you do that often enough, every time that desire just comes for you, you'll find that it does something to you. It's like a fish hook. The devil's fishing, and he knows what he's fishing for. He's fishing for the hearts of men. Control, possession of lives. And if you do it often enough, you give yourself to various desires and worldly pleasures. Every time you feel like it, you do it. It's not that innocent. There's a hook in that worm, in that desire. The devil starts slowly reeling you in. And with every reel, You get closer to the devil and closer to the devil and closer to the devil. Just like a fish caught on a hook. You become more like him every time you're proud and you don't repent. Every time you're selfish, you become more like the devil if you don't repent. Every time you lie, he's the father of lies. You become more like him. It's not just a sin. That you can get away with. It changes your inner man. Instead of being renewed like Jesus, you're darkened by the devil. And his influence becomes stronger in your life. You draw more like him. And that's the devil's goal. God's purpose is to possess you a people for himself and renew us into the image of him who created him. The devil has a purpose hook him with worldly desires. Draw them into me. Make them more like me. I want to fill the earth with people who are proud. Who are possessed and obsessed with all their lusts. And every desire of their heart controls them. Becomes a habit. And addictions rule their life. And they become selfish. Just like me. That's the devil's goal. But Jesus has come bringing salvation to us who were there we once also were foolish ourselves disobedient deceived enslaved to various lusts and pleasures spending our life in malice and envy hateful hating one another but the day star rises in my heart but when the kindness of god our savior and his love for mankind appeared not just me Everybody around me. Mankind. The sun doesn't just shine on one person. The sun comes up and he shines. Gives light to the whole earth. He saved us. Not on the basis of the deeds. Which I have done. Which we have done in righteousness. But according to his mercy. By the washing of regeneration. And renewing. By the Holy Spirit. Whom He poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. That being justified by His grace. We might be heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy statement. That means you can trust it. It's worth of all your faith. All of it. This statement is worth our faith. And concerning these things, I want you, do you hear Jesus saying this to you? I want you, child, to speak confidently. Be bold when you say these things to people everywhere. I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God may be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good. They're good. You want to have a good day? There it is. And you want to make make some profit today? They're profitable. They're not just good. They make you rich. They enrich my soul and my spirit. They're good and they're profitable for men. As we were singing these songs and I was just I was pondering this word. I thought, Lord, how do you make me so wealthy? This truth is true. How do you make it practical in my life? And the Lord took me to 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 1, I'm sorry. And these things we write Verse 4, so that our joy may be made complete. And this is the message we have heard from him. And announced to you that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. He's not just a flashlight. He's the day star. So if you've been living by the flashlight, there's a better way to live. You don't need to stumble through darkness like that. Or drive your life through a dark day like that. You can experience the sun. You can see everywhere you're going. You don't need a flashlight anymore. When the day star rises in your heart. And this is the light. That God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him. And yet walk in darkness. We lie. And do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus does something for me. What does it do for you? When you sang that song, the blood of Jesus. Why would you sing a stupid song like that? Did you ever sing a song about the blood of another human Hmm? Did you ever see another human bleed to death and then sing about it? That's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, that's weird. How many of you ever met a soldier who came back from war and started singing about all the bloodshed that he'd seen there? I, I don't know if you and I would have good fellowship with that. Would you? I don't think I would. I'd be like, hey, dude, You need help. I'm not going to invite him to lunch. I don't want to have that conversation. And and I don't want to have those pictures in my mind. And I don't want my kids to hear about that either. (laughs) Then why are we here singing about the blood of another man? For what reason? Is that not weird? Is it or not for you? It's not. Because his blood is not just a man's blood. Because he shed that blood, I can have all my sins forgiven. That is why I sing about the blood of Jesus, not about the blood of any other person who ever lived on the earth. Their blood can never forgive my sins. But this man, because he shed his blood, God ordained it, gave it the authority, gave him the authority to forgive my sins. Look at this. But if we walk in the light, verse 7, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, if you've experienced the God of heaven, your creator, Who is pure and holy and without any sin. Look you in the eye and say, I forgive you for every sin you ever committed. Every lustful desire you thought about. Every word you spoke that was cruel and unkind or a lie. Every act of selfishness or pride that you've ever committed. I forgive you for it all. I'll never mention it to you again. Ezekiel 33 says. You're righteous. You're my son. You're my daughter. I see no blame in you. Come live with me forever. And be just like me. Absolutely sinless. Be kind like I am kind. Be full of my love. Be joyful like I am joyful. Have my peace rule in your heart and your mind. Have no worry whatsoever. Be like me. I forgave you so you could be just like me. I'm going to sing about that man's blood being shed so I can live like that. Are you? Wow. It's amazing to me how some of God's children just don't sing much. How can you not have a song just burst forth in your heart over this reality? If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and righteous to forgive us all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him alive and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ The Righteous One. Have you ever had an advocate, a lawyer defend you in court? I have. I've been sued for everything I was worth and much more. And I thank God to this day we had a good lawyer. That young lady knew the law very well. And the lawsuit we were experiencing was not fair wasn't even my fault. The guy had hurt himself on a construction job, and decided to try to collect a lot of money. And our lawyer proved it. He was pretending one day to walk out of his house with a limp on this leg. The next day, he'd walk out limping on this leg with the cane on this side. His children got $500,000 from the workers' compensation. The doctors and therapists were saying, there's nothing wrong with this guy. But the lawyer proved all that in court and settled the case. Else, I would have been over $2 million in debt and I wasn't even worth $2 million. Have you ever had a lawyer defend you? Hmm? How about a lawyer in heaven who stands at the right hand of God defend you in the sight of God in all of heaven? Have you experienced the most wonderful, powerful lawyer in heaven and on earth be your advocate for your sin? And it was a real sin. It would be as if I intentionally put that ladder up there And ask him to crawl up that ladder to inspect the the loft and not put nails or screws in it. And then when he goes up to the top of it, I kick the ladder down. And he falls on his back and he's paralyzed from his chin down for the rest of his life. And I end up in court for malicious intent. And I get a lawyer saying, he's not guilty. After the verdict was signed and delivered by the judge... I would say, you're all forgiven. You were going to spend the rest of your life in prison and pay off a bill that you could never pay off for the rest of your life. But I forgive you all. You owe nothing. You go free. And oh, by the way, I have a million dollars I don't know what to do with. Here it is. Go put it in the bank. From this day forward, not only do you go to prison and try to pay a debt you can't pay, you're a millionaire. <sighs> Have you ever experienced that? No wonder you don't sing. If Jesus hasn't done that for you and your soul and made all the riches in heaven yours, forgiven every flawless deed you've ever done in the sight of God, I wouldn't sing either if my soul was that poor. Or are you going to sing about some stupid blood that a guy shed on a cross for what? That's morbid and weird. That's exactly how the carnal mind thinks about the cross of Jesus Christ. Doesn't understand it. First Corinthians one says it's foolishness to him. It's stupid. That's what that's the Greek word. It's stupid. But to those who believe. 1 John 1 says, It is the power of God unto salvation, because it does right this forgives every sin, and now for the rest of your life you have an advocate with Jesus the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, that if I ever sin, they can be immediately forgiven my sins. If I confess it, Lord Jesus, please have mercy, forgive my sin. Done. A moment, done. And so I walk away. I walk away. No sin attached. Sinless. I get to live the rest of my life. Not sinless because the righteous deeds I've done, Titus says, but sinless because he forgives every sin every day. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. The righteous one, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for those of the whole world. Therefore, holy brethren, Hebrews chapter 3, and partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful. To him who appointed him. So Christ is faithful as a son over his house. Look at his faithfulness again this morning, dear child of God. And if you're sitting here and you're in a lawsuit with the devil, the devil is suing you for your life. And you have no lawyer, you have no advocate with God in your conscience. And all you see is your guilt and your worthlessness. Come. Jesus is inviting every, the sins of the whole world, every person, to come and say, I'll be your lawyer. I'll defend you in the court of heaven today. And I can make you stand before the Son of God, before God blameless. And you can walk away not only all your debts paid and be set free, not a prisoner or enslaved to your various lusts anymore. But you can walk through life according to the riches of his glory by Christ Jesus. All your needs are supplied every day. You're a millionaire, a billionaire. Where on the earth can you walk any place where streets are made of gold? Where on the earth can you go? To whom can you go who has the authority to forgive every sin? You're set free. And then he says, I'll make you like me. And he does. He actually does. Renew your inner man. Every day. Come to Jesus. Let's celebrate his love. Let's celebrate what he's done for us together. Oh, Father, I thank you. This is not just a myth. It's not just a story. It's the reality of heaven on earth. And as we come together and celebrate this, oh, Lord Jesus, if there is anyone here today who has not experienced this reality, who is still enslaved to their lusts, who is still in bondage to the devil, who has these hooks in their hearts and the devil's drawing them and reeling them in day after day. I pray that today they would look unto Jesus and see him and receive him as their advocate with the Father. Let you do your work in their hearts. Do it, renew it in my heart, Lord. And every one of us, as your children, renew this great love of God in our hearts today. We bless you in Jesus' name. So as we normally celebrate the Lord's death and resurrection, we have a couple of our brothers who are serving as deacons in the church pass these plates out. I think Anthony and Dave will be passing these out today. Uh, We have these little cups. Um, We believe as a church, it's not the actual grape juice you drink that washes away your sins. And it's not the little wafer you eat that makes you become a partaker of Jesus. That's done by the Holy Spirit in our spirit. This is just a symbol of it. A testimony to it. This truth. And so the grape juice is very little. And the wafer is even smaller. Because of COVID, we've started using these little... Cut things, and it's okay because that's not what washes away my sin. But um, what we do is we we have them go ahead and pass them out, and every.
2: We normally do. So uh, go with God's blessing today and uh, fellowship with your families, with each other, however the Lord leads you. Let's all stand if you can, and we'll uh, have a closing prayer. Father, I thank you for this time here together this morning of worshiping you, praising you, hearing from your word, and once again being reminded of the price that was paid so that we can come boldly into your presence, having our sins. Washed away, and we can come into your presence
3: spotless
2: and with great joy. We thank you for that this morning. I thank you for each soul here. I pray, Father, that you would do a continuing work in each one of our lives this week and draw us closer to you. We thank you for what you will do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed.